Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is 34-1 of our show. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernet. Every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles, I almost like concerts, and all generations. I'm going to move your microphone. All generations. There all consoles and all generations. <laughs> all consoles and all generations. We listen to great music. We talk about it. We talk about everything in between. This is the first episode of World 34. Isn't that exciting? The longest video game to feature worlds that ever existed. I know. It's just a big, big video game we call life, Purnell. I do enjoy this whole thing. Like, I, I got the super jump. Because our show has this. <laughs> our, we do the worlds, yeah. and VGM Journey just does levels. Yeah. And when you look at the two shows and how they happen, it's always funny to see how high the numbers get. Because I just picture a game as like level 108. Because I think he's asking up to like 108 or 109. Mm. And it's like, just imagine a game yeah, where it's like, yeah. Starting stage 109, but because you know there are games that have had that many stages, but oh, they, don't, sure. they don't number them. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of regret doing it this way because no, no. all my files are actually numbered for the show. <laughs> so it's like, like what off? It's like 300. This is episode 330 something, but it's but I don't number them on the number them on the show anyway. It but, it's, just, but it's part of the charm. The, the charm, charm is bro. that we started the show one way. And I'm going to die with the show this way. <laughs> That's right. You gotta, it's about consistency. Well, on my gravestone, it's going to say Rob Nichols, World 55-whatever. <laughs> Rob Nichols died on World 72-6. Yeah. <laughs> and he had to like do the math. I was like, how old was he when he... He wasn't that... Oh. It was a lot of stages, and he did warp a few times. So World 1-1 one, one was a 1980... Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the bonus round stage, huh? Yeah. Man, well, what's the bonus round stage? That Jeez. was the EX level. What, well, no, no. What what would the EX level be? Is know. that like in the retirement home? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like, you find the fountain of youth and you fight for it. You get a, one sip, which allows you to revert back two years. I'm hooked up to a machine and I'm just playing chess all day. That would be a, that would be a good... I don't know about chess, though, but... Hooked yeah, up, you're like, game. man, hooked up to a machine. That's the life. That's the life. Look at all these people walking around with their legs like suckers. Bunch of chumps. Bunch of chumps. Me, I'm getting. I'm letting the machines do all the work. Breathe for me. Eat this, for me. This episode's starting a little morbid. Nah, humor. <laughs> Everybody's a little dark humor sometimes. Yeah, I think so, and we're no exception. The rhythm and pixels way. <laughs> That's what we do. Um, oh, I I've been playing more uh, Super Metroid. I got the the gravity suit. Oh, so. So I thought I was saying that's how you go through the water. I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm. A, I posted in the Discord that I was like stuck, and I was stuck for a while. And then I backtracked pretty far. Then I was like, yes, that's why I love this game. Because you explore and you find stuff. And then is, you figure out where to go next. Is the water place Meridia? I, I forget the names of the place. I think it's Meridia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I needed to get through a volcano area. Okay. That's yeah. probably... Uh, that's not... Chosa, no. Norfair. Norfair, Norfair, Norfair. Norfair. That, that's, I know that's Norfair. Because I thought... <laughs> I thought that was Meridia. <laughs> the exact the polar <laughs> island. I looked at the map and I was like, wait a minute, where am I? <laughs> you are not in hot water. <laughs> also, like I really um taken like I, I've I've really taken advantage of the fact that like the the Metroidvania games that we play have like really clear maps about where doors are. This game does not this have game that. is like, here's a shape. <laughs> you haven't explored this part of the shape yet. It's a sphere of opportunity. And I'm just happy to have that shape. It's okay. 
I'm dealing. I told you, like this, and I'm getting good too. I can like wall jump like a champ now. That's how I had no idea that I would like get the handle on the weird physics in this game, but it's really interesting. It takes it takes work, but I said it to you before, and I stand by it now. This game is where most of us in my in our age group, mind you, because I get there's a lot of younger people listening to the show, but where most of the people in my our age group got the handle for this entire genre. Yeah, like. You might say Metroid, but no, I'd say Super Metroid that truly did it because Metroid base didn't have a map. It was literally just, good luck, stupid. <laughs> and I didn't even know how weird that was because when they made Zero Mission, they intentionally cut down on a good chunk of the game's corridors and stuff because they realized they had they had corridors for the sake of having them in the game. They led to nothing. Like uh, they had no purpose but to throw you off. So they were like, just no, dead ends. Just dead ends. So I was like, no, nah, we're oh, going to man. parse this out. So Zero Mission was a more concise, uh, better game See, experience. for me, it was Symphony of the Night. But I never finished Symphony of the Night, so I never really felt that way. So I got into it through, um, um, I was just looking at it today, and I can't think of it anymore. The the one with the gun that glitches out the walls. Axiom Verge. Axiom Verge. Yeah, that's the one that really got me. And also... Um, it has a sequel, right? Also, I know. I haven't I haven't played that one yet. And also a Momo, Momo Ardara. I'm going to finish Super Metroid before I do Axiom Verge one at a time. I can't, if I do two at a time, it'll if be I, me. If I do two games at a time, that's two games that aren't getting completed. Mm-hmm. But if I do one at a time, one game's getting completed. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, that's one game not getting <laughs> No, it's just, uh, I was talking to my, my cousin Rachel, and I was like, yeah, you know, it took me five years to start Persona 5. And then it took me two years to complete it. But I did it. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'll eventually do it. You know, like, the game you're telling me, we're talking about Undertale. I haven't played Undertale yet. I'm like, I'll get to it. It might be 10 years from now. But you'll get there. And it might take me another five years to finish it. Not Undertale. game. But when I'm hooked up to a machine, Pernell, <laughs> I'm playing Undertale with my brain computer. Like, bleep bloops. Uh, yeah. Mental synapses. You're sending synapses over to just process the game for you. Yeah, No, yeah. no button presses. No button presses. I'm going to have the chip in my brain. And they're going to be like, oh, well, do you want the news? Do you want this brand new technology? I'm like, no, give me the SNES emulator. Give me a... I got retro games to play. <laughs> Super retro at that point, it'll be like yeah. retro put, prime. Just attach the retro pie to my brain so I can finally finish, I don't know, Burger Time. No one finishes Burger Time. No one finishes Burger Time. That's a sandwich that never gets completed. <laughs> no one finishes Burger Time. Man, I could use a sandwich. Um, okay, so this week is about food, actually. This is one that the last reeking suggested. A right, back, uh, uh, listener, uh, listener, and friend Daryl. Daryl, you have suggested this track ages ago. That's so, track topic. Track topic. I'm sorry, you suggested that this show, Rhythm and Pixels, that we do this show ages ago. The, tra- the topic for Rhythm and Pixels. Yes, we, the show, okay. the people on the show. You suggested we try this food, and we did. We, we did, we and did. it was surprisingly tough. So. <laughs> the reason why we put like it off steak. for so long is because, and I still feel like I could have probably done a little bit better with this, but I wanted to pick like food foods, not like, no, for no, example, no, 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 and no, I'm not, no, no. I'm just, uh, stop, stop where you are. Describe the topic to me so that I can say I had no idea we were going to do it like that. <laughs> I picked games, with, I picked tracks from games that feature specific foods that appealed to me. Okay, good. Or had attachments, I had attachments to. Did it. I did the same thing. Wow, mission How accomplished. How could you have possibly misconstrued this one? That's the thing. Like, Well, we talked about it, and then like two weeks later, because we did a mixtape, I was like, oh, we're going to take a week off, you know, time to take it easy. We'll just do like a like a turtles mix, and people will like that, and then we'll get back to it. I'm like, great, got it, food. 
food. <laughs> just food. <laughs> Didn't we do a food episode? But no, you're right. It was food that was appealing to you, right? Yes. Okay. So what was your what was your your um, your brain um, gymnastics to get to here? Not a lot of them, really. Just I had to remember games that featured specific foods, and that was the hard part because it's one thing to do it in the game because <clears throat> it's one thing to play a game, remember a character, or remember a track. Or remember, you know, pertinent story details. It's another thing to remember a specific item in an inventory of hundreds mm. of items yeah. that have a singular use that you might not even deal with very long. Like it might just like a passing item. Oh wow, this sandwich that does like a skip sandwich in Earthbound, for example, will be like, well, that one many people remember because skip sandwiches allowed you to actually, I don't know, move quickly <laughs> in a game where you walk slow as molasses. Mm. So you're gonna remember the skip sandwich. X random food item and a sea of other food items? Nah, not so much. Unless it really appealed to you for some reason. Mm. So I had to do some digging. I broke out old games, looked through wow. old strategy guides. Wow. Oh, you said you were going to bring a strategy guide today. And I forgot it at home, though. But I still was able to write one of the items down that I was going to talk about. So that's close enough. But uh, I had... I did digging for a number of mine to try to refresh myself on just what was there. And I'm sure there's tons of other ones mm -hmm. that I could have found that I've just straight up forgotten about. But if I were reminded of it by seeing the game's cover or something along those lines, it would come back to me. Mm. Um, like, I didn't mention on this episode, so I can mention it now. A good example was, like, Tales of Destiny. A big thing about that game was, like, it's not a particularly interesting item, but, like, strawberries in that game were a big deal to me. Because in that game, you had a food sack. And you put food in the sack as a way of saying, we're going to eat this between battles to get healing. And skill experience, basically MP in this game, it was called TP, but whatever. It was hard to come by because you burn through it quickly in every battle. And you can only carry 10 of the item that heals it, typically the cheap orange gel. So you were spamming food in the sack that healed TP. And strawberries were the easiest to get mm. that healed the most TP for interesting, me. Interesting. So I just remember chugging strawberries as <laughs> often as I could between fights in my food sack. I remember um, Odin Sphere. Odin Sphere food items were a big thing. Like I think it was like mushrooms and, and things like that to like and heal. The funny thing about Odin Sphere, if the game, I need to go back and play Luftin, whatever the PS4 version was, because that one didn't have slowdown and stuff. But the original one, I didn't finish it because the slowdown drove me bonkers, and I put it on hard mode. But uh, that game was already really hard. It's difficult. I game. did not get very far in it. It was so hard. But the food in that game, mm -hmm. visually, looked so damn good. I know everything. I mean, everything in that game was such a high definition. But the the food looked great for a PlayStation One. It was PlayStation One, wasn't two. it? It was two. Okay, well, that makes a little more sense. But still, Guilty Vanilla Gear. Wear. The Guilty Gear, the first Guilty Gear, was PlayStation One, and that looked incredible. Okay, you threw me off for a second. I thought you were gonna say the boot, the buffet in that game, the buffet scene in no, Guilty no, Gear. No, no, wasn't wasn't there a, a girl who worked at like a ramen shop? Oh, Jan worked at a general, like typical restaurant. She stacked plates of food. Yeah, but I don't think she had actual food on the place. It was just. In the plates. background, on Streets of Rage, if you knock down um, a barrel, you sometimes you see like a plate of chicken. But if you knock down another barrel, you'll see an apple, an apple the size of an entire chicken. <laughs> man, they learned a lot. From <laughs> they're always like the same size sprites, and I'm always like, that's a huge apple, man. You know, GMOs. Yeah. Well, my 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 picks are all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm curious what you end up picking because, like, like I said, I, found I, some fun I, stuff. I did some digit digging. And I can't imagine all my picks will be like, oh, wow, I love the food in that game, Pernell. I agree with that food choice, but whatever. 
I pick stuff that sounded We're not, good you to know, me. Food, food and music, food more than music is very subjective. You know, it's everyone's got their own taste, mm-hmm. very uh, literal taste. The sad that makes part sense, is, right? This uh, also, but don't bunch. Um, but yeah. I wish this could be a Patreon topic, but I don't think this is the one that people would gravitate I, towards. Yeah. But, but I still would love to hear people tell us favorite food items. We, and games. we we can bring it up on the show. I think I think that'd be fun. The fun discussion. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, anyway, let's get to some tracks. Your first track, Pernell, if you please. Let's uh, go. Okay, so this comes from the game Star Ocean: The Second Story on the PlayStation One. So I guess it's also Star Ocean: The Second Evolution on the PSP. But the track title is called Endlessly. And it's composed by Motui Sakuraba, because of course I have a track from Motui Sakuraba. Welcome back. You're listening to Endlessly from the game Star Ocean, the second story from the PlayStation 1 composed by Motui Sakuraba, a.k.a. alongside Valkyrie Profile, the first OST I ever purchased with cash money. Oh, that's and, interesting. That's, that's some interesting trivia. And at the time, I didn't even know that it was Motui Sakuraba. I just knew this was really good this, music. This is a good song. I love I love the bass and that uh, organ solo. It's really right here. This solo is so cool. I think this OST may well be one of my all-time favorite OSTs oh, really? in existence. Yes, Star Ocean Two. Every track is just uh, just good. It's really good. There's, there's experimentation at work in some of them too. Like mm. like you say, you cut the organ slide, and I was like, yeah, yeah there's an organ, there's bass, there's organ slide. Well, like, as as the solo was going on, I was like, those notes were I they were they're like unexpected. You know, they're then I following a melody that I was expecting to hear and then before it gets into like the next section this part here with like kind of the violins it, it, the organ drag I'm like when where's that coming from you know <laughs> is this a dungeon this or? is a dun- one of the dungeon uh, themes that's cool that's really I cool I think it plays in two to three dungeons in the overall game yeah uh, but the game the, god this game is good it has some cheesy bits to it like the battle voices are freaking hysterical they're, they're a running gag the back <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be at least eighty points. <laughs> Are you able Dragon to? How able to turn off those voices? No. Oh, bro. every battle. If you I look up, a, look up a battle on YouTube. Just hear mirror slice, mirror dragon, how flame I, I, don't I like know. to call it a missile strike. I don't know if even back then I could get past something. Oh, like I made it work because <laughs> it was just hilarious. But as far as the topic itself is concerned, yeah, tell me about the it. The reason I went with this game is because 
Sergeant 2 had one, at least at the time, one of the most deep uh, skill systems that was available at the time. You could level up in skill, typical skills like cooking or alchemy, but you could also level up in things like authoring and physical training yeah. and counterfeit your own money. Uh, all kinds of weird blacksmithing. And what would happen with cooking specifically is you could level up in the skill along with like groceries and also kitchen knife usage. <laughs> and if you had high enough stats in all of them, you would make good stuff. There's a bunch of ingredients you could find. And you didn't have to mix and match. It was just choose one ingredient as a base. And then they would do this really cool thing where like an image would start to turn on the screen. And it was almost like a paper mache image that was coming from like a crumpled ball to slowly form into something. And in the end, it could either be something really cool that you actually wanted, or it could be like junk or like, you know, rotten app, rotten soup or something. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the times, cooking became a very important feature because. Items started to become pretty costly at right. certain points in the game. And also, items had a limit to how much you could carry. Mm. Most notably were things like resurrection bottles, which is how you right. came back so to life. So you need to level up your cooking skills so that the items that you're producing are more powerful the further along you went. Yes. Right. Okay, and they heal cool. by percentages, yeah. too. So like it'd be like 35% hit point heal or 35% uh. TP heal. Now, the one-up pudding... Both by name and concept. <laughs> the one-up pudding. You can make one-up pudding. We need to make this. I, I, like, I want to make come an up. actual one-up pudding. What does it do? Uh, it basically resurrects you. So oh, it, was, okay. like, it was a good alternative to resurrection mm. balls, especially in places like the Cave of Trials, which is like the bonus engine of the game. And even though you might go on YouTube and find jerks who can like beat bosses in 10 seconds because they overleveled or whatever, I wasn't that guy. Yeah. I had trouble with stuff because I wasn't power leveling. I was just pushing the game through. Mm. And certain bosses gave me trouble, which means I could burn through some healing items in the dungeon and the final boss. So having extra one-up pudding, which you made by using cooking on, I want to say it was like a gummy slime. Some sort of <laughs> slime item. And you I, could also make slime soup with it. I, I think one of the best, one of the, one of the things I love most about this story is that you played through an RPG and were using lots of items. Oh, God, yes. You have no choice. Yeah. Tell the destiny in this you're game. You're an item hoarder, usually. Yeah, in these well, games, well, you, you don't have you a choice. You know, there's no choice. You don't have a choice because you have to burn through attacks. You have, and they use TP, and they you run out so fast, so you got to keep drunken items for that. Also, it's one of those games where you have multiple party members in an active battle system, so you can control one guy. The other guy's going to do what they want, which means they're going to die a lot, mm -hmm. which means you're throwing healing items constantly. Heal, stay alive, don't die on me. And assuming you're not using magic to heal, too, but, like, you're dropping items constantly in this game. It's just it's an inevitable conclusion. You so can't not use items. So it's just as much of the game crafting all the items through the cooking. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. The crafting can get real bit of a pain, too. Like, some of the best items in the game... You have to craft using a rare, like, one-time find item, using a specific item attached to it, and it can fail. Right. If you get it, I was going to say, if you get it wrong or if you get, like, the, the match wrong, then you're just wasting that item that's super rare, right? Yeah, you can't get it back. Like, it's like the one best weapon that becomes the super best weapon, but well, if there's you a fail, way. you can't get it back. It's called a reset button. And that's what I used Boom. to do. I, reset, I kept yeah. the save file, went and tried, and every time I got it to succeed, I'd save the game, and if it didn't, reset the damn game. <laughs> But, like, it's. Yeah. I played had, through Star Ocean 2 three that. times, mm -hmm. never beat the final boss because, one, a couple times I had the mega memory card failure, which. Ooh. I don't remember who was telling us about that, but someone was telling me about how they actually. Oh, that was on um, Rhythm on SML. Someone found one a memory card that was pretty much identical to the mega memory cards with the old PS1 that used to delete all of my freaking files. Um, but I lost two files because of that, and the third time I didn't beat the game was because. 
you can do a thing at the end for the final boss where if you talk to the wrong person at the wrong time, they will do something where they basically do the equivalent of pressing a button and removing the final boss's power limiter, which basically makes them 30, like, I want to say five times stronger <laughs> like, than they are normally. So now all of a sudden, everything you have in the normal game won't be enough. So you just have to talking to an NPC. That's all it takes. Is talking to the, the wrong NPC gave the boss a limit break. Yes, I uh, talked to the wrong NPC. It's like, well, now his limiter just turned off. That's cheap. I don't like hearing stuff like that. It was horrible. So I had to go to the bonus dungeon to get powerful enough to beat him, and I never finished the bonus dungeon. So I was like, wah, wah. you know what? Those people who do that—they're not your real friends. You know that, Pernell? Oh, that woman was not my friend. She <laughs> turned off the power limiter. She wanted me to die. I don't understand what the deal was with that. I like that. All right, so guess what? I've only played one of the games I'm going to talk about today. Dun, dun, dun. It makes me wonder if I've played them. Um, Maybe, actually. Uh, one of them, definitely. This one, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with the one I have played. It's called Spirit Fair. I've talked about this game quite a bit. Um, we're going to listen to the track The Hoarder from uh, the composer is Max Is it track about me? Um, no. We were just talking about item hoarder. No, no, actually, the, the hoarder in this game is the merchant who follows, kind of follows you around a little bit. He looks like uh, Chop Chop Onion from Parappa. I love him. I love him so much. I love his music. Kick punch, yes, forever. So this is the hoarder from Spirit Fair, composed by Max LL. back you're listening to the track the hoarder from the game spirit fair composed by max ll i played this game a lot Pernell. oh yeah you guys are on that <laughs> thing where you're like we play we're on the third playthrough it's very fun it's very relaxing too uh i've talked about this game a lot it's it's a it's platforming but it's a lot a lot of crafting you're taking care of people on your boat who are going on to the next life they have um and they are all very different interesting people who need different things you got to build them houses and they're all hungry and you got to keep them fed you, you can let them starve you can let them be unhappy all the way to the end they can't starve to death because they're already dead though right? no no they just get more and more unhappy and like and sometimes like when one person's really happy like they'll, they'll play musical instrument and some other character is like oh then when this other player plays he likes hearing music and so he gets happier you know until it kind of works together some characters are like when this guy gets happy, he plays his violin, and the other character's like, he hates the violin. <laughs> oh, so you have to put them in the right houses so they're not like living next to each yeah, other. Yeah, or like you know, you just make sure he's not super happy around him all the time. And, um, but you have to keep them fed. It's really important to feed them what they like, and they all like 
really specific things. And the kitchen in this game is like, because in the game you're growing the wheat and then you're milling the wheat and then you're cooking it with the fish that you're catching and you're, and you're growing trees and you're collecting the fruit. There's like, like from start to finish, there's so much from farm processing. To, you do the farm to plate system. It's farm to table. Yeah, it's really how it is in this game. So the kitchen starts with just one oven, but then you have like two slots in the oven that you can like combine two different foods to make different things come out. And there's so much different food and there's different processes to things. And if you put in a, a if you put in food, if you put in like um like an old shoe and like something else or like a combination it doesn't know what to do with. Well, is the old lady living in it? Because that would be problematic. It's really small. So maybe a mouse. Okay, little old mouse who lives in the shoe. Right, but you're not cooking a mouse. Anyway, so when it comes out, it says a questionable meal. And it's actually like all like um, like pixelated, like it would be on TV if someone Oh, like a naked. censored <laughs> meal. Yeah, it looks all censored. So that's pretty cool. It's kind of funny. But all the food in this game, it reminds me of like when people are eating in Miyazaki movies, where it's like very big and cartoony. Yes. And they're taking big bites out of it. There's like fried chicken and there's ramen noodles. I feel it's like just, it's really appealing to watch, like to make all the food and see what you. I what haven't you can watched find. a lot of his movies, which I need to really remedy someday. But one movie that I feel like and watch it like that has he wasn't a Miyazaki Purnell sucker. That's right. But there was a movie specifically that I remember seeing, and I might even have the title wrong. That might it might be Spirited Away. Wherever the movie is with the girl whose fan whose parents turn into pigs. Yeah, Spirited Away. That was Spirited Away. Yeah. So there was the scene where the parents are eating. Yes. Before they all look pigged out, and it's just they actually see the food itself. And it looks so tantalizing on the screen. Right. Yeah, like in the way they bite into it and like when they're eating like a piece of pork and it like stretches and tears, like that's really good animation. Like, yes, it's it really, makes you really want good. to cook cartoon food. Uh, we've been watching all of the Studio Ghibli movies with my nephews because they're really into anime, mm -hmm. but like they're all like, they're watching all like the new new shonen type stuff. And so they're interested in- I need power level stat. Yeah, so they're interested in some of like some of the older stuff. And so we'll watch the Ghibli movies together. And um, not all of them are as as fun as I remembered. Like, there's some depressing there, There's And they're long, they're very, very long. And we've gotten through most of them. And then last night we were like, how about we watch Paprika? Because I haven't seen Paprika in ages. I haven't seen it, but I heard that one. You haven't seen Paprika? It's a mental wreck. It's one of my favorite movies. It is honest. Like watching it again, I remembered why I loved it so much. It is, you would love it. It's, it is a mental wreck though, right? It's just like, um, it's, it's Inception. Have you seen Inception? Yes. Before Inception. It's like that. You don't know what's dream and what's and just reality. Just to make sure, it's Perfect Blue great. was the one about the murder. Paprika is not the murder movie. No, no, no. It's about dreams and waking dreams. Okay. Because uh, the premise is um, a psychologist created advice that can people can share dreams together, and they're using it to analyze people's dreams. But the some kind of safety was turned off, so people can enter each other's dreams without them knowing about it, and then people start living in their dreams in the real world. That sounds awesome. And the th things start to blend together, and there's like a conspiracy. But Paprika is a psychologist, one of the women who is like in the dream world, is like super powered. So when and she's a normal person, but in the dream, she has she's a human. She's not like an entity created by the dream world. She's a person who goes into the dreams, but while yeah. there, she develops powers. Completely different person in the dream. Like wow. yeah, like and and and, and the movie is and she's named after a spice. But the movie isn't told in such direct terms. Like you don't you kind of put that together as you watch it. Mm -hmm. And also like they don't tell you like she's super powered. She's just like like she could just do anything. And it's just and it's so fun so to watch. She's Nancy. It's so fun to watch. 
Hmm? So she's Nancy. 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 That's, oh. a, that's a stretch, but I wonder if you'll get it. No, I don't. <laughs> it's okay. It's a, like I said, it was a stretch. It was a Nightmare on Elm Street reference. Oh, I've never seen those movies. Ever? What? No. Oh, my God. Should I? I don't know anymore. I want to say <laughs> yes. Like I'm not sure. I'll tell you, uh, Paprika was great. I, I loved rewatching it. So the thing is, like with Nightmare on Elm Street, I don't, I mean, I I feel like they survived the test of time, but. I mean, they're supposed to be, they're supposed to be campy, right? They are. Like, okay. So the first movie, which is the only one I hadn't seen for a long time, I saw it later in life, but the first one was supposedly an actual horror movie. The second one was a, a kind of toe in the line between campy and horror movie. And the third one, they just went all in. That was when he officially all was in. like telling, like on, oh, the, on the humor stuff. Okay, okay. It's like, that's why he was still killing cats. But that's when he started telling the jokes, like, you know, like in the fourth movie, was like, guests check in, welcome to the Roach Motel, guests check in, but they don't check out. You know, like, <laughs> he was all about the quips and the humor. So I was like, even though he was clearly killing teenagers on screen, sometimes in horrifying ways, Man. you still found yourself laughing because, like, wow, that's like quite the zigger he threw out there. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll watch it this Halloween. It's worth it. Like, the, And also, I always love, even though it's an old franchise, I always love the general premise uh, like you know, people talk about like your horror, horror monsters. Like, who would you be most afraid to engage with? Like, if you had to do- endure them, and there's a few specific ones. Like Michael Myers, of course, because he's just a walking monster. Like he doesn't stop. Uh, Jason, not as much unless you start to factor in the later movies where he eventually, eventually left Crystal Lake. Yeah. But Freddy was the big one for me back then because for me. He affected you in a place you could not avoid. You have to sleep and you have to drink. It's a natural thing. And he's killing you just because he feels like it. You didn't piss him off. You didn't make him mad. You didn't make a wrong move in a wrong town. He's just like, well, you're my victim tonight. You know? So, like, my brother used to be like, Candyman. I'm so afraid of Candyman. I'm like, why? Candyman, you have to actually tell him to come get you. I'll never understand people. <laughs> you are. Asking for You're it. Asking for it. Yes, yeah, like just don't say the guy's name. Now there were weird exceptions, like the one movie where he killed the people on the first floor after the guy on the second floor called him out. So they were just in a bad place, and they have a really dumb friend. But for the most part, that's horror movies. You ha- yeah, yeah, it's horror movie stuff. But you have to call the guy. So, but no, Freddy was just like, you just imagine going to sleep one night. Oh man, I love this buffet. <laughs> this food is so good. And suddenly Fraser's like, I didn't invite you. He's like, I invited myself. Ho-ho, here's my invitation. Die. Like, I don't like any of this. I don't like this dream. It sucks. You know? So I was like, it was a really interesting experience for me to see where they were like, okay, how do you, how do these people defeat a person who was infecting them in a place that they don't understand, yeah, they can't yeah, avoid? Yeah. It's, it's a good thing. You said that or make, reminds, makes me think of like a really cartoony, like, like Freddy Krueger, like like in like in a Garfield and Friends style. Hey, I don't like you, die. Well, fun fact. I mean, I know you don't like the show per se, but there's one episode of it that you should probably watch for that exact reason. Uh, Rick and Morty. Oh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. There was an episode where they were spoofing Inception. Oh no, I did watch that one. Oh yeah, like that one. I, I like. I, I did like that one. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I liked it way more than I expected to. I was like, oh, this has got a lot of heart to it. Oh yeah, like. Yeah. The whole purpose was to get an A on a, on a test, and it was like, "Whoa, this got really weird." Um, what's your not to just cut everything? Oh, that was a long tangent. <laughs> yeah, that was a long tangent. But what's your next uh, track? All right, so this track comes from a game that I've actually picked from in the past, but it was the honestly the first food item that came to mind when this topic hit. Oh, interesting. This comes from the game New Adventure Island, and the track title is called Calm Beach. 
composed by Kenji Sakata. You're listening to Calm Beach from the game New Adventure Island, composed by the Beach Boys. I mean, Kenji <laughs> Sakata. So, yeah, I was actually amazed I've never picked this for the show because I've picked two other tracks from this game over the last six years or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is actually my favorite track in the game for some reason. It's it's I, For some reason. It's, well, because there's other good tracks, but yeah, this is like my favorite. It's good. It's got a lot of interesting parts. I, I, re, I found like a lot of TurboGrafx-16 like, music kind of sounds samey which is interesting because it has like a lot of channels and it's wavetable synthesis so they can do a lot with the different notes and different instruments but they a lot of them don't this is doing a lot of different things oh this this entire yeah. game's ost is god it's, it's so good like i decided to you on the off off screen oh, or um, off audio also doing is ease ease is very good oh sweet diggums yeah, 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 yeah. freaking Yo- yuzo koshiro of right. course but it wasn't the turbo graphics one wasn't done by him but the person who did that one was he was basically modifying trash originally composed by yuzo koshiro so oh, right, very right, different right. oh I, you're right no i'm thinking of the pc anyway go on so <laughs> <laughs> but like so this, this still an nec system Yes. Both it, NEC. Both NEC. Sweet. Oh, just good music. I guess where my connection was, and so, I'm standing by it. Hey, I get it. But we were we were talking off audio about how, despite the fact that there are a ridiculous number, I don't even want to say ridiculous, there's just a lot. There's like maybe at least six or seven other Adventure Island games out there. Yeah. I only ever picked from this game because I just had this fond attachment to it. And the item that I'm thinking about, as far as food goes, is the Parfait. Delicious, sweet parfait. There's a whole parfait and in this game? Yes. Yeah, so, Adventure Island games... You build a parfait. You, no, you no. don't. I, <laughs> it would be hilarious if you did, though. Um, every oh, every Adventure Island, with the exception of Super Adventure Island 2, mm-hmm. pretty much has a similar formula of running from left to right to get to the end of the stage with a timer that doubles as your health bar at the top of the screen. As you're moving, the health bar slash timer slowly depletes on its own. And you have to keep it topped off by picking a fruit that shows up on the screen as you progress. So if you get hit by an enemy, you lose time also. Some enemies will just straight up kill you, but every once in a while <laughs> you'll get hit by a thing that just like kind of takes a good chunk of your time, oh. like if you trip over a stone or something. Wow, okay. Um, but sometimes, if you're lucky, you can find a hidden egg or a hidden spot where by jumping in that zone, you can make a massive parfait just show up on the screen. It looks tantalizing. And it fully maxes out your bar, no matter how far down it's got. Oh, that's cool. But 
despite the fact that it can be an actual life, a literal lifesaver, it looks delicious. And it's unlike anything else in the game, which makes me kind of laugh because for the most part, everything you find in the game is a fruit. Fruit's generally pretty healthy. Good for you. Yeah. But the best healing item in the game is an unhealthy, massive parfait. <laughs> it always made me How big is, is, is it as big as Henry? Oh, what's his name? It's Harry? as big as him. Master Higgins. Master Higgins. I'll say Henry Higgins. <laughs> I wish I could remember his actual name. I'm sure EB remembers Henry Higgins. But yeah, yeah, Master Higgins. So do you think it's as big as the Sprite, the character Sprite? It's probably a little bigger. He just needs, he needed that little sugar boost, you know? He needed a little, little, little extra. Skate, skateboarding takes energy. He's constantly running from left to right. He's burning them calories. That is very true. He, he's, he's, he's probably one of the most physically fit heroes. Yeah, he deserves and He's got a big enough head, too. He's got to carry that around, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but I, but I, I love this game. And the thing about it I love the most is, like, I have a habit of playing this while only I never let go of the run button. Even when I have to stop to die, so I'm, like, uh, running back and forth. It's, it's like, Mario style where you're like, I'm not, I'm not letting go of B. That's right. I'm going to be in a run. And B like, for life. It makes you just wish you could just toggle it. Like, just let the – don't make me hold it. Just know I'm going to never stop running. Let me yeah. toggle it off and on. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's – not, it should be B to walk. Yes, that's really what it should be. <laughs> yeah, make yeah. me hold B to walk yeah. because no one's going to walk in this game. That's what I want. I want a shirt. I'm going to make a shirt that says hold B to walk. Make it. That's a make good, the I'm gonna, shirt. I'm going to write that down. You just came up with a baller idea for a shirt. Would anybody else get that? Most pe- most gamers <laughs> would. Gamers would get it. I mean, maybe even put something on the back, like a some kind of icon, like an item or something that just indicates this is game related. But hold B to run, like Mario, like just sprinting as fast as he can. Yeah, hold B to walk. And even though you don't hold it per se, Mega Man X is like that. You're just constantly mashing the dash button to go yeah. forward. You rarely just run in Mega Man. As soon as, as soon as you get the dash, you're like, I'm going. Like, choo, choo, I'm going. Choo, choo, choo. No one walks in Mega <laughs> Man X. All right. Uh, okay. So my next game, I gotta be honest. I was like, I know there's a lot of crafting in these MMOs. I'm gonna look at MMOs. I know in like the Final Fantasy games, Final Fantasy 15 is pretty obvious. Like cooking is a big thing. In that they game. have actual Nissen cup noodles in it. Yes, but this one is Final Fantasy 14. Oh. Uh, my cousin Rachel just started getting into this game, and so she's probably gone forever now. Uh, you'll never see her. Never again. see her again. She is lost to the Matrix. Uh, this is Final Fantasy 14 Heaven Sward. Not Heaven Sword. Heaven Sward. Heaven Sward. Uh, it's composed by Masayoshi Soken. And the track is the Great Google theme, Ink Long Dry. And this is, I pick, I gotta say, I picked this track because, <laughs> not because of the crafting of of recipes in this game, but I found a YouTube page of a, of a person who is actually making the recipes for real. Oh! And it's going through, and it's like, okay, so they made this. It's, and it's fascinating. So we're gonna listen to the music. Uh, this is the great Google theme. Google from Final Fantasy XIV Heavensward.
bit of a strange track this one is. This is the Great Google theme from Final Fantasy XIV Heavensward, composed by Masayoshi Soken. And then I guess he took the song and just chopped it up a billion times. It's yeah. very strange. Yeah, it's got some odd progression bits to it. Like it has like one moment it sounds perfectly fine. Other person it's like you're like running through a distortion chamber. Yeah, yeah. The people online are like, oh, it's a really weird stage. It's a really weird dungeon. So it's a really weird theme that goes along with it. But I like it. It's so different. It's so, so different. Um, and I really just, I like how weird it is. Like the bar beyond time. Yeah. But anyway, I, I fell into like the rabbit hole of watching YouTube videos of this guy like baking and cooking and making all sorts of stuff. And I was like, wow, the graphics are really good. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. No, he's actually cooking stuff based on what he made in the game. I like the idea behind that, though, especially when you come across a game where they make absolutely clearly fake recipes. Yeah, no, this one was all, I think it was mostly real recipes. So it was kind of cool to see, like, just someone just, like, kind of learning to cook through. Baby rabbit risotto. Yeah, um, shakshuka was one of the ones I saw. That sounds like a weird I never heard of that. It's um, I think Christie's made it for you. It's, Does it involve nails, fingernails of Shaquille nah, O'Neal? you probably wouldn't like it. It's you know, Shaq, it's Shaquille O'Neal nail, Shaquille O'Neal. There you go. Um, I'm not eating it. Chaos in the Windy City. No, that's, that's <laughs> not. Um, no, it's uh, it's a bowl of rice, and then it's essentially like um, onions, tomatoes. I'm out. Garlic and hot peppers. I'm back. And you stew it all together, and then you then you um. Uh, Fry an egg on top of it. See, much of that sounds delectable. I know you wouldn't love, but it's very oniony and very like crunchy oniony. You probably, yeah, yeah. Mm. I was gonna say, I think Christy made it for you. No, she didn't. No, you could. I think we were thinking you can't about even it. Hide those onions. And you would ever. Oh, before you go, I made the salsa uh, yesterday. No, Monday. You're gonna love it. It's got onions in it, doesn't it? No, actually, there's no onions in it. Interesting. And, and it's pureed to like because I just pureed. It's the whole liquefied. Day. No, it's chunky, but it's like um, it's like a paste. Interesting. It's more like a paste. What would you have to add to make it a paste? I don't know, but I, I, oh. t- I so I took um, the the sriracha peppers, which are just jalapeno peppers, kind of sweeter, mm-hmm. um, and I I grilled them until they just blistered. And I took a tomato and I did that too. Maybe cornstarch would still Ooh. do it for something like that. And then I took um, a whole head of garlic, and I grilled that until it was like liquid. And then I was one more thing. I oh, it's an eggplant. And I took all of that and I put it into my blender and I blended it all up. And it just was like this amazing like salsa topping I put on everything. Oh, yeah. I'll try that. Then. Yeah. Oh, and, I, and a couple of the hot peppers that we grew too. So, so it's, everything is from the garden. I just grilled and smoked and stuff. Yeah, I'm sold. But yeah, yeah. It's it's not ch- it's chunky, but like not like chunks. You know what I mean? And it's, no onions. There's no onions in there. That's the important part. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of peppers and tomatoes in there. Dangerous, but you say it's a, it's a slurry though. So no, it's not no like I glops. made th- I made something similar to this two or three weeks ago, and I put an onion in there also. But again, it's all it's like all slurried up. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a, it's like one of those like pasty kind of salsas. Meanwhile, I'll make it. I just made a curry, but I don't. I just use like pre-made roux. I've contemplated whether or not it makes sense to actually try to make the roux myself, but for as complicated as curry is to prepare. And the fact that people already put it all together for you to just yeah. kind of boil down. Like, I feel like that's a, a scenario where you're putting in more effort than it's worth. Uh, sometimes. But it's hard to say. I feel like um, making it yourself, you can really, um, you can change it to the way you want to, you know. You can Which make, is true, but I mean, like, I guess in a sense, like, but at the same time. You also, just, some, something fresh is always better than something pre-made. True, but you have to figure 
As you know, that part you can't refute. There's yeah, no yeah, refuting yeah. that. Fresh ingredients are always going to be good. But as far as like the making it your own bit, like you could get like a base root, mm-hmm. but then like add like you go honey to it or something on yeah, your yeah. own to slap it up. Yeah, but that base is never going to change. So anyway, I like learning how to make things. I do too. Which is, yeah. you know, I mean, you know the kind of stuff that goes in the curry, like tamarind and like I, all these like exotic spices that you only use for curry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've actually found a lot of it. There's a there's a grocer um, up uh, up Route One. It's next to uh, Wegmans. It's not the new Wegmans. The old Wegmans. Oh, the old Wegmans. Old Wegmans. The original Wegmans. <laughs> I just know where it's at. I've never been there, but it's up there. Old Wegmans. You gotta go. Old New England. You're going back to, to old England. England. <laughs> picked up uh, all that real quick. Yeah. All right. So, what's your next track? All right, so this comes from a game that I think I've mentioned on the show one time back in like 2016. Friggin' hell. Um, this comes from the game Atelier Iris Eternal Mana, and the track title is called Huge Game Table, composed by Daisuke Achiwa, Ken Nakagawa, and Akira Tsuchiya. Welcome back. You're listening to Huge Game Table from the game Atelier Iris Eternal Manor from the PlayStation 2, composed by Daisuke Achiwa, Ken Nakagawa, and Akira Tsuchiya. So, the Atelier franchise, you may know of it now because it's we're spammed with it constantly. <laughs> it does like a new game every friggin' year. Um, but, lo and funny enough, back in the day, it took us years to finally get a game in, our, in America from the franchise. And the first game we actually got wasn't even an official Atelier game. It was a spinoff game, being this one. Atelier Iris Eternal Mana, ported by Miss America. For the PS2, I want to say it was in 2005 they ported it. Um, I mainly know this because I was playing the other day, specifically for this episode, um, in preparation for it. Um, this song's cool. It's very Symphony of the Night. Yes. And Except for takes- the ending part. The ending part gets kind of like kind of hip-hoppy, which is neat. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool stage. You're actually running across a giant chessboard. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. This is called the game board. Huge, huge game table. It's probably one of it's my favorite right. dungeons in the game. And earlier in the show, back oh. in the day, I played Ferocious Drive, which would easily, easily make my top gym picks. Oh, this is good. 
I like that section. I'm sorry. No, that was a good section. <laughs> That's a good section. The entire, I just love this song. So where does where does the food come in? This is a game table. Oh well, atel- the Atelier franchise in general is all about alchemy, mm-hmm. and they just alchemize anything, including cooking. You al- you cook by alchemizing. Things. So you're so you're turning food into gold. No, no, you're turning items and uh, ingredients into a food item. Okay. Through alchemy. I see. Air quotes for those. I was saying like, okay, I was saying like alchemy. You know, turning anything into gold. Into gold. It's making gold out of thin air. It's kind of funny in a sense because that's pretty much what it is in our history. Like people were trying to create gold. Right. But in video games, we're just like turn something into something else. (laughs) Like just whatever you want. Uh, so I wrote down a few food items from that game okay. that I remember being a particularly fond of. And, of course, I had to remember this by scrolling through my inventory and looking up the descriptions. So, deviled sashimi, because the idea of deviled sashimi just sticks out to me like a sore thumb. And I love, like, freaking, like, I guess I'm trying to think of the type of animal like, creature it is. Like, not a, I guess they are mollusks, but they don't have shells. So, basically, whatever an octopus would be or squid. Okay. Um, blue bowl. Which I thought was funny. A blue bowl. Blue bowl. A bowl of it blue. It gives you the runs. That's the item description <laughs> in the game. Does it make you go fast? Uh, yeah. Well, it increases your mana, like your magic points. Um, <laughs> astral crackers. A spicy cracker made of peppers. Okay. And hell soju. <laughs> hell soju. Hell soju. Just, I like the idea of hell soju. I mean, I've had hell ramen before. And trust me, it really was hell to eat, but it was so and so, good. And soju is an alcohol, right? It's like, yes. Is it ferment? Is it from fermented from rice? Yes. Okay. It's actually a, that's also good stuff. It's got a yeah. smooth. It goes down smooth. I've never had that one before. Yeah. How smooth is soju? I went to when I went to Chicago back in July. I went to Mitsua because my hotel was like across the street from it. Mitsua is a Japanese groke market. Yeah. And uh, while there, I was like, I need some alcohol. Like, I just want to kind of kick back and relax. And I bought a bottle of strawberry soju. A bottle maybe. I love how no one can see me do this, but it's like this tall. Okay. And uh, I took it back to the hotel room. The size, the, the half the size of one Pernell foot. There we go. <laughs> I drank it out of the bottle. Like, I didn't pour it in any cups. I was like, bloop, 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 just like slamming it. And it goes down so smooth. And then when it hits, whoa, God. I was like, I made a terrible, delicious mistake. <laughs> I made a delicious mistake. I was wobbling and wobbling <laughs> across that hotel lobby. It was ridiculous. Oh, I had a great God. time. Okay. Well, maybe, so I got sick. Maybe that, so maybe that's what happens. Look at the hell soju is going to be the, uh, the 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 punishment for losing the the, the music battle. If we could find if we could find soju up there or <laughs> down here, by all means, you can find some hell soju. Just do it. And the winner is the designated driver. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ed's the driver, so we're hopefully oh, maybe tri- we'll look out. Oh, maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah. I should probably. Be, I don't know how it's going to work out, but we'll be nearby. We're near, we're going to we're staying closer to them. Yeah. Um, all right, so my last track. It's funny that you that this is like a demon sashimi and and hell soju because the last game I picked from, I think it's a newer one. It's called the Dungeon Munchies. Oh, you heard of this one? Fun fact: It's on my to play on purchase Switch category right now. You eat the food and you get powers from the food you eat. Yeah, it, it, you're essentially like you're going around like like you're raised from the dead to be like an unpaid intern for this demon, and you're just like fighting. Food like the, the like you fight. Now it's not even food. They're actually monsters that you cook. You just cook yeah. The like, monsters. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, I was watching. I was watching gameplay, and I was like, "There's a giant banana that you're trying to kill," and I'm just assuming you're gonna put that banana into something. <laughs> Your stomach. It's really cute. Um, it's it's a it's a Taiwanese development studio. The uh, artist who composed the whole soundtrack, which is really good, uh, her name is Ray. Uh, or her name is Rachel Wang, and she goes by Ray or R A Y E. And we're gonna listen to the track Grill. 
Will this be the track that makes me finally boot this darn game I think up? You, should, you should check this one out. It's really cute. Here we go. This is from Dungeon Munchies. was the track Grill from the game Dungeon Munchies, composed by Ray, um, a.k.a. Rachel Wang. It's a, cool, it's a cool track. It reminds me of, um, for some reason, it reminds me of the Cranberries. Not Zombie. What's but, in your head? <laughs> but another another Cranberries track. Um, um, the Cranberries were a great band. Yeah, they were a great band. But yeah, it's a it's a it's an interesting game, man. It looks it looks cool. I'm glad that you bought it. Maybe you can tell us more about it in the future. Do you think this you think this this will entice you to uh Yeah, it likely will. My problem is like you already know my situation with like never got it always gotta make the time. But like I want even if it's just me booting up just to play at the mm. intro area, just to get a feel for the game. Yeah. I definitely want to do that soon. Yeah, I just I really liked you, you know, fighting these demons and turning them into things and and the grill, the gr- and, and salsa cool. Just it's not just that they eat them and then you just get like a health boost. Like it actually gives you abilities. Like one enemy will give you wings. You can fly. <laughs> yeah, and like in the animation when you're putting the food together, like there's a pan, but the pan is like a face on it, and it's crazy looking. <laughs> and, the, and the food goes into him, and he's like, and his like cheeks all get all puffed out. It's really silly. It's like I was telling Rob on the break, like. I, this game was featured on one of the Nintendo Direct film videos, and they were talking about it. They were showing footage of it, and it just looked like this really cool indie product that had an unfamiliar premise. It was imaginative, and even though I knew I wouldn't be getting around to it anytime soon, I was like, I will give them the full cost for this game. It's worth it to show them that I like what they're doing, Yeah, and it's. I hope it just lives up to what I want it to be. Because I want this game to be good, and this music sounds really—it's cool, and it's a very like pixely style. Like I'm not sure if that does that like appeal to you more than other styles, or 100 percent. Yeah, me too, me too. I mean, I'm some people. You play, you play so many more games than I do that I wonder if that is like still like a draw. Under, it definitely is. Like I mean, different. It's not like it's only pixel art that works. I mean, there's a ton of different styles that will click for me, but. Pixel art has not lost its draw to me at all. Mm. And if it's done well, oh, I'll buy. Okay, good. Well, um, we started a little late, so let's move on to the bonus round. <laughs> the bonus round is where we play covers and arrangements and remixes based on our theme. And why don't you start us off? Well, we can't have an episode where we talk about in-game foods without me bringing up probably the most iconic food item in gaming for me. Mm-hmm. No, it is not the wall chicken from Castlevania. Oh. It's surprisingly... Surprisingly, okay. Mao's Pepper Beef from Mao's Restaurant and <laughs> River City Ransom. Yes. That game and that's 595 Pepper Steak or Pepper <laughs> Beef 
I I forgot about the little little cafes and the little little man sits down at the at the at the little cafe. He just lifts the plate and shoves the whole thing in his mouth. The whole thing in his mouth. Gob gob gob, and his finger goes like, "I have one more, please." Like it's it's iconic for me. I'll talk about all that in a bit. (laughs) But the track I chose to pick for this is the main theme from River City Ransom, done in a fifty style. Oh, done by Ghost Voltage. Listening to the main theme done in a 50 style motif from the game River City Ransom from the Nintendo Entertainment System, done up by Ghost Voltage in honor of Mao's Place, home of the Mao's Pepper Beef. If you can fit the whole plate in your mouth, you eat for free. No, he's still going to charge you. Mao's got to get paid. <laughs> no, they don't, they don't have to pay a dishwasher. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> they do save money, but Mao's still getting that money. Uh, like, so you might be asking yourself, like, well, why specifically Mao's pepper beef? What's so special about this specific item? And the answer is, quite frankly, and I feel like a lot of people who are listening to this might even have had the same experience. Um, to the right of the mall that has that houses Mao's, and I, I'm trying to remember the name. It was like Storm for like Lakeside Mall or something, but whatever. To the right, there's like a bridge. Yeah. 
And underneath that bridge are a pair of douchebags named, oops, there was, named <laughs> Benny and Clyde. They yeah. are a pair of characters that are just kind of there as a gang bosses, more like underlings, but they're counted as bosses because the music plays for them, where you can beat them up, leave the scene, come back, and they'll reappear. You can beat them up again. Mm-hmm. And each time you beat them, you'll get about well, like maybe five bucks, seven fifty, something like that. Yeah. So you basically would use them, beat them up over and over again to get enough money to buy books that contain special moves at the mall. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, you take you take some damage. You might get hurt. And when that happened, you had to refill your energy. So you would go back to the mall. Mal's place was like at the store right at the edge of the of the clipping screen. Go inside, get the most expensive item on the menu, being the pepper beef, remax it, heal up all your health, and go do it again. Mm. Now, one thing that was funny about this was like back when I used to play this game as a kid, I didn't understand stats. I didn't get or care about stats. Yeah, yeah. And Mal's pepper beef increased your strength every time you ate it in addition to giving you more health. So you were like, oh, got my health back up. But like really, you were like boosting your strength over and over and over again. Yeah, so eventually yeah. you take that coupled with stone hands. It was like, bah, bah. <laughs> like just knocking them out. It was just you just started to notice one day. Wow, they're dying on like two hits now. This is ridiculous. Oh man! But I loved. We would just my brother and I would just play this game. Go down, beat Benny and Clyde. Come up. Go down, beat Benny and Clyde. Come up. Go down, beat Benny and Clyde. Oh, I accidentally punched my brother. He's got to get some pepper steak, <laughs> and then he has to go back. He goes gets himself a sand, gets himself a plate, goes back, do it again, and we did that over and over again. Sometimes for hours, just <laughs> having insane amounts of money to be able to buy every book that is in the game at this point. And or even for future books, like mm-hmm. we'll have enough money for the entire game just beating these two up. And those poor guys, man, they're like, all right, I guess the boss wants us to take care of. Oh, it's them again. Not these two guys, but jeez. Brunel's like, why can't we die? Really runs at that one point. You're like, one punch. Okay, got him. It just makes me just think flies like, across the screen. I actually watched a show yesterday mm. called Tales of the Walking Dead, and there was like a whole Groundhog Day episode on there where the characters kept dying over and over again, mm. but they remembered it. And it just makes me think that they're experiencing the same thing where it's like, crap, we're back under the bridge. What can we do differently? We can't. We can't move until they show up. Brunel shows up with his, like, his stone fists, knocks him out, and he wakes up again under the bridge. And he's like, hey, remember that a weird dream? You ever had a weird dream where like, it's, oh my gosh, it's them. It's them. Run. We can't. There's only one screen. <laughs> we can't clip yeah, off the screen. That's and they're running away. That was just a great game. All right, another game with a surprisingly amount of food and food crafting is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Oh, God. Which I did play a lot of that game. Um, We're going to listen to Exorcism. This is a Toho-style remix uh, composed or arranged by Venatis.
<laughs> yeah, that was Exorcism, a Toho-style remix from Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, that was arranged by Venatus. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like I get Two tracks in a row with like a really clearly synthesized like horn, like a saxophone or trumpet. Saxophone. Which uh, I really like that. I thought that was an interesting um, take on that song. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm glad you like that. I'm like, and it's funny you chose Bloodstained because I'm, Pretty positive it is exactly food crafting that is why I stopped playing the game. <laughs> there was a. I was getting just enough to get by in that game. And I'm like, I know I could probably perform better if I paid more attention to the food crafting, but it just was kind of boring. But you're better off doing that, yeah. ignoring it because you play through it. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I was getting mad because I had to wait for rice to get prepared by the freaking farmer. And I just wanted to make the items on the list to fulfill quest requests. Yeah, the NPCs were so dull. I'm like, I'm not talking to these guys. See ya. But the NPCs give you rice. Nope. Rice for goods. Didn't need it. Just getting Experience. out of Experience. <laughs> Shards are exclusive to quests, maybe. I don't know. I didn't get far enough to know if they were exclusive. I don't know. By the end of the game, like, there's so many shards that like you don't touch. Like, like there's too many options, you know? So that's cool, but there's too many options. Maybe that's what I'll go back to. I think right now the game takes up like ten gigs on my on my Switch. There's a lot of artwork in that game. Fun yeah. fact, by the way, Bloodstained. I could be wrong about this, but I don't think I am. Bloodstained is probably one of the most supported Kickstarter products of all time. Could be not yeah. so much by the 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 Kickstart backers, but by the developer. The game is actually getting a new update this month. Really? And Bloodstained came out in like 2017. Hmm. I should finish it, like fight fight the final boss finally. And then you can play as one of like the five other characters or one of the four added areas they created for the game after launch. Like, yeah, they've I, done so much. I know there's other thing. hidden areas that I, I could find and get into, but I just haven't gotten around to it. But like, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing some additional content added on to what's already there, not going back from the beginning again. And uh, that's the thing they already. That's what I'm saying. They did that. Like there's uh, pro, there there are areas that have been added to the game that weren't there when you first started. When you were castle, playing it, castle keeps expanding. It keeps growing. It's like Dracula just keeps getting some. Actually, I don't think it's Dracula in this game. It's some random like freaking like I've, baron or I don't remember at this point. Monarch guy. But there's sections where you go outside of the castle and it's really cool. Like um, also, I wonder how the Switch is handling the updates fixed. Because I remember on the Switch there was like an area called the Twin Dragons Tower or something. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. That's and really neat. It was it was a cool dungeon, but the Switch had a horrible time handling it back then. It was really laggy. So, so did the PlayStation Four. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It would it would get super laggy in sections, um, and during the boss fight, which was like one of the cooler boss fights in the game, it had some really difficult, like really 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 trouble handling it. Well, I'm glad to hear that it wasn't a just the of, Switch version. No, though. that game had a lot of problems. Which is unfortunate because there's so much cool stuff about it. And a, a Metroidvania-style game, I am a sucker for it. And I'll start playing it and being like, this is what I do now. It's the last Igovania. Yeah. I can't believe I just said that, but it's still Igovania, a valid statement. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, for more information on the bonus round, you go to rhythmandpixels.com where we'll have links to the artists' band camps and SoundClouds. And if you, if you like these artists, you can go there, find more out about them, and support these amazing, amazing artists. Space, the final frontier. These are the escapades of the Rhythm and Pixels crew. The escapades. 
bound to go where no VGM podcast has ever gone before. Music from games that no one talks about. Maybe not this episode, but other episodes for sure. Music that may not be liked by everyone, definitely be liked by someone. You're gonna you're gonna like the way you smell. I I can't guarantee that. I just came back from the gym. <laughs> yeah. I have a I have a um uh, air freshener in the wall there. That's for me. <laughs> That's for me. This is also my gym. Thanks for listening to this episode 34-1 of Rhythm and Pixels. We're talking about um, food or, or delicious food items or helpful food items, memorable food items in games. Yes. How should we call this episode? Memorable food? Dumb. Delicatessen. Delicacies. Delicacy. Video delicacies. I don't know. Video game Video game delicacy. Libate, no, libations of drinks. <laughs> no, libations yeah, yeah. of the VGC. Well, uh, I'll think of a good one. Yeah. Oh, wow. What's a good one? Um, what is it? I don't know. Like, gourmet. Uh, cuisine. V- video game gourmet. Or, I don't know. Some cuisine like. Cuisine. Oh, yeah. Um, VGM cuisine. I don't know. You got this. Use the word cuisine. <laughs> I'm going to use the word lean, cuisine. Lean cuisine, but with video games. <laughs> lean cuisine. I'm just calling it lean cuisine. Lean cuisine. Is that, is that when you mix it with the purple drink? Or bleem cuisine. The purple drink. Purple lean, drinks. Lean cuisine. <laughs> no, that's the wrong kind of lean. <laughs> Not on this show. <laughs> or any show, really. Any show. Don't listen to that show, kids. Um, anyway, this is yeah. I, I, this is a fun episode, a fun topic. We had to spend a little extra time to, to kind of put it together. That's why I like when people come with like these like, odd topics because it's stuff that we might. It's like stuff that's like will be on the tip of your tongue, but you wouldn't outright propose it because you're like that would take a lot of time, and I'm not sure how much ex or you might have experience with it. So I'm like, I want to. Yeah. But someone else is like, food. Like, yeah, right. put it on the list. And like we got the one coming up later. Eventually, when we get the round to like um, Carl um, Kung Fu Carl, it was just like hairstyles. Hairstyles is, is a great idea. Um, I still have a hardcore Gabber episode um, idea that'll, that'll eventually come out. Yeah, that's going to take work. We got to find the Gabber. I know popping music. That's pretty much my as, contribution. As I'm listening to, to soundtracks, I'm just I'm writing them down now because I really want to do it. It might end up being a, like a bonus beats episode. What up? Just include my pop and drag it. <laughs> we'll see if we'll see if we, if it never gets there. I'm gonna have like a whole list. And I'm like, hey, pro, do you find any? He's like, pop and track, pop and track. Hey, like, all right. Well, that's, that's all, all I got. So big. Gabber's hard to find in games. It is. It's really specific, but it's out there. But it's really specific. Um, but yeah. So if you have a topic suggestion, or if you have a track suggestion, or just want to say hello, you can send us an email: rhythmandpixels at hotmail dot com or rhythmandpixels at outlook dot com. Hotmail's fun. You can old. So you can say Outlook.com or you could be a cool guy and have fun with Hotmail. That's right. Yeah. I still log into Hotmail as Hotmail. Even if I got to go to Outlook.com to do it. It's still the Outlook interface, right? If you yeah. Do, yeah that's Say nothing changes. It's just I'm stubborn. <laughs> you have a bookmark as Hotmail. That's like right. We just can't get rid of this domain. Someone keeps logging into it. It's me. Um, and if you want a full track listing of this episode and access to all of our episodes, go to the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. There's a link to our Discord server at the top of the website. If you want to drop in there and say hello, and we'll be there, and we'll say hello back, and that's about what happens there. Come but talk games. There's a lot of game talk happening in the Discord, and there's a lot of other uh, video, uh, VGM podcasters there as well. Um, if you want to uh, see more 
from Rhythm and Pixels, go to youtube.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. We have a 24-7, 8-bit and 16-bit radio station. It's just playing nothing but like classics and deep cuts, and it's been going strong for a while. So let's go check that out. I'm really proud of that station. And uh, if you want to support the show, you can just tell people about it, or you can hit subscribe on the or, or like on whatever platform you're listening to, or you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. And as a member there, you get access to a monthly live streamed episode where we record the episode and you hang out with us and we crack jokes and it's a good time. We don't have a don't have a topic for the next one, do we? I actually, oddly enough, unless it was an old one, I got an email from GameFan44 saying detective games. Oh, I love it. Detective work. Which makes me wonder when we said it. But I don't. I, I want to lean into that now because it's already there. All right. So our next our next um, podcast, our next live stream podcast is going to be detective work. Now, keep in mind, for those who are like, I don't play detective games. It doesn't have to be a detective game. Just a track that sounds detective-y. Yeah, or there's a detective character in that game. Detective yeah. work. Um, so if you have a track suggestion for that episode, you can bring it up. Anyway, as a member of Patreon, um, you get access to a live stream recording of that episode. That's always a good time. You also get cool stuff like you got mugs, stickers, T-shirts all through Patreon. And there's also like some additional content. Like there's some uh, our live shows are only on our, our audio recordings of live shows are only on uh, Patreon. So you can check that out there. Patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. And we'd like to thank all of our members at the end of every episode who are at the highest levels of our Patreon tiers. So we want to first thank a huge, enormous thank you to Brooke and Frankly Zappa. Thank you both extremely hard. <laughs> also, before we move on too That's far, but super thank you hard for those thank guys. You. I was incorrect. It was actually Jessica. It was Jessica that suggested. Jessica. Not oh, okay. Yeah, it was Jess. Okay. Okay, but thank you guys yes. very much. <laughs> I, I just wanted to get that out there. I didn't want to forget. But Brooke, yes. Brooke and Frankly Zappa, both of you, thank you so, so much. The top, top tier. Top tier. Love them. Sandwiches. Uh, well, okay. And also, we want to thank the number one. No, no name. Just the number one. Still kicking it. Number one in the uh, alphabetical list of names. <laughs> Holton of Holton of Fort Dam. Uh, Kristen, Game Fan 44, thank you. Mike Myers, thank you very much. The Turinator, thank you. The Turinator. Uh, Alf Person, Bastion 8060, Mike, uh, <laughs> Alex Messenger from AVGM Journey, Andreas Milberg, Brian Pitt, Cameron Worma, Carlos, Kung, Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast, uh, Chris Wisner, aka Musashi219, the wise oh, guy. <laughs> Christopher Sendstrom, Chuck Kowalski, Davy Cakes, David Taylor, Enchilada Bragol, Harold Howard, Triple Jeff, Justin Schneider from XVGM Radio, um, and also the Arcane Arcane System. I forget. It's an industrial music show he does with Ed. Ooh. Yeah, it's all industrial music. Kind of cool. Uh, Keith, not nothing video game related. Just just industrial. Just industrial music. Yeah, a bunch a bunch of old goth boys talking about old goth music, as it should be. As it should be. Uh, Keith Chesterman, Martyrus, host of the ReVGM podcast. Doctor Michael Bridgewater. I'm, I'm I'm standing up and saluting. You can't see me. Uh, Rage Cage, host of the VG Emporium podcast. Reinhardt Zilkova, Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, Taco, Ed Wilson from the VG Embassy, and Zach Thornbach. Thank you all very, 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 very much for your continued support of our show. All of you and many more. We really, really appreciate it. Very, we absolutely do. Believe us. You make it easier for us to actually, I don't know, do the show. (laughs) Also travel for the show. 
yeah, it, it does a lot for us. It does a lot for keeping um, uh, the show on the air. Or on the air, hosted online. I like this. Uh, I like saying keeping it on the air. It's just, it just feels <laughs> like classic radio. As bits and pieces break in the uh, studio, it helps us to replace all those bits and helps us to uh, record better shows for you. So it's not necessary. You don't have to become a member. Um, we just we, we, we appreciate, we appreciate you. that you do. And if you just want to check out the live streams, you can just pop in for a month. You know, drop a buck, check it out. It's a fun time. It's enjoyable. And submit tracks. And submit tracks. Submitting tracks for the live show is for everybody. Absolutely everybody. We'll announce it again next week because we're, it's probably going to be a little bit later in the month. So, um, But we'll have more info on that. Because we'll be at Retro World. Yeah, we'll be at Retro World. World, world. <laughs> Complete with Echo. Um, so, yeah, so check the that. Dolphin. Echo the Dolphin. He is the defender of the future. Somehow. And he's, fight- he's a dolphin. I always thought that Fight for the Future was Street Fighter 3. So this is Ken Ryu Chun Li and Dolphin. <laughs> Did he have a name? Did she have a name? Dolphin? Did they have a name? Dolphin. Echo. E- Echo. <laughs> the dolphin's name is Echo. It's the title of the game. I gotta go to bed. Yes. I, I need to Clearly, you forgot that Echo the Dolphin's name is Echo. It's been a very long week. And I'm not looking forward to tomorrow. <laughs> I have a lot going on. Echo, Echo, Echo. Yeah. I, I'm I'm actually looking forward to the drive to Connecticut because I can just turn my brain off and drive for a while. And not to worry about meeting. That's right. So anyway, um, we'll see you next week at StacyCon 94. 94. We'll see you then. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm StacyCon. <laughs> and I'm Purnell, not StacyCon. Have a great week. And remember, food is great. Food is life. Food is delicious. Branch out and try different things. And even better, cook for yourself. Cooked food is very satisfying. Some might say more satisfying than another meal order takeout, whether it be from a restaurant or not. Not to say that restaurant food is not great, because holy crap, there's some great stuff out there that I can't make. Mm. But even still, I can honestly say I've made dishes at home that if you were to, if you just see them in a list, they pale to a lot of restaurant foods. But the fact that I made it and I prepared it, in my eyes, it tastes, quote unquote, better. Mm. It feels better to eat than going to some random steak restaurant. So cook your own meal sometimes. Do it. And experiment, adventure. Dungeon munchies. Dungeon munchies. Play Dungeon munchies for now. I, I'm getting there. I got the switch. I'm getting the munchies for now.